How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode 49 of the Absent Minded Podcast. Today is May 7th, 2020, and I am one of your hosts, Travis Stockton, at Ray Charlesard. And with me, as always, on the other side of the internet is Ethan Newbolt. Howdy doodly. At Soulsbjorn. And on the exact opposite side of the internet, because it only runs two ways, is Andrew Crandall. Hey there, everybody. At Andrew Loves Video Games. How, how's everyone doing this week? Oh, I'm tired. Good, I guess. Yeah, just tired. I woke up Yeah, Ethan early. made some poor decisions that yep. we'll get into early. Yep. Or, or a little later. <laughs> two poor decisions, uh, yes. Two? There's two. I only wow. knew about the one. I stayed up late and I went to, and I woke up early. Yeah, you, dude, you were up uncharacteristically late. I never know what to expect when my Slack notification goes off at 3 a.m. <laughs> and I'm like, what's happening? Like, was... someone died or something very bad is going on. And it turned out last night... It was just Ethan was still awake for yeah, some reason. Sometimes and I'm burning the, the midnight oil, you know? This was the 3 a.m. oil. This is a <laughs> deep, dark, dank oil that is definitely not good to inhale when it's been burned. It's because it's been burning it's, all day. <laughs> oh, God. I can't even remember what you were talking about. We, uh, I mean, I'm just going through the slack real quick. Called me a fuddy-duddy. Uh, <laughs> and then... I, I don't know. It, yeah, just, it gets weird at night, you know? The inhibitions yeah. go, go wild. Yeah, and uh, you decided to wake up early for Microsoft's 2020 event mm. today, their their first reveal of what we can all expect from next gen. Yeah, and I now know what I should expect again. I was I, – they had me. They had me for for moments. I was I was in their camp. I was I was hyped – for the possibilities of what could be with my computer and Game Pass, maybe an Xbox. Maybe there was an Xbox Series X in my future. Never again will I betray the trust of. So what happens when you start flirting with the dark side? God, even. it's it's like ugh. the night is dark and full of just okay games. Yeah, just, just okay mediocrity. Games. Just. Ugh. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll get into that whole yeah, event later. Yeah. It was uh, left a little bit to be desired. Just a little. I, I just want to titillate the listeners with what, what possibly could have gone wrong with Xbox's 2020 event. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been another interesting week. Things are just slowly moving along. Uh, I had Torchies. I got Torchies this week. That was fun. What did you get? Oh man, they had their uh, their taco of the month right now. I I can't think of what it's called, but basically it's uh, their marinated steak, chimichurri sauce, Can't bacon, see. feta cheese, and uh, some pickled red onion. Mm. Ooh, that doesn't sound bad. It was delicious. Yeah, not as weird as some of their tacos could get. There's not really anything on there that anyone could complain about. It's just a nice chimichurri steak taco. And uh, of course, I had to get the queso. Yeah, you got to get the queso. I've been Always. craving queso just recently. Uh, I don't know why. Just really good, wholesome chips and warm queso sound really good. 
Oh, I was man. on uh, DoorDash the other day, and mm. I was looking at like El Tiempo down the street. Mm. Oh, like, dude, that was where when Ethan and I drove by on the way home. I was like, "Fuck, El Tiempo sounds so good." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, <laughs> um, like on their website, they're selling like quarts of queso. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. bro, let me get a gallon of queso. Yeah, pretty much. And like whenever you like you drive by there, uh, they have like um, uh, t- uh, to go food and margaritas to go. Yeah, a lot of people are doing like these margarita kits and mm-hmm. uh, Torchies was one of those too where yeah, they have like a little tent set up out front of the store that you in like a little makeshift like a drive-through lane almost. Yeah. And you pull up and you can order your food right there from the tent. And yeah, I was telling you guys they do the margarita kits where they give you a whole ass bottle of tequila. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> a bunch of like their house-made mixer, mm-hmm. like the the sour like cups one of them little little thingies that you get wet with the lime juice and then you can <laughs> rim the glass with salt like it's the right. whole fucking shebang the salt rim for like thingy. 40 bucks and it's like eight margaritas or some shit i, I was shocked it's just so efficient to get drunk <laughs> right now it's i think that's one thing that this uh this whole quarantine has really showcased is the the level of alcoholism in this country mm-hmm. Just, we really need to legalize weed, people. Like the places where it's not legal, people are just—they've been drunk for four weeks straight now. Can you? So, can you still get weed under quarantine? Are, are weed stores open? I would hope yeah. so, but I, yeah. I, I wouldn't. I don't know. I had read that um, maybe state to in state Colorado, they tried to quietly close the liquor and like. Uh, dispensaries and stuff. <laughs> yeah, just like they, it was just like they put out a press release, and then like the next day they're like and they're closed. And so many people like rushed to go like stock up mm-hmm. that they basically shot themselves in the foot with their whole stay at home thing because now you've got yeah, lines yeah. wrapped around all these buildings of people ass to elbow trying to make sure they can get all the weed they need. Back, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they immediately like turned that off. They were like, nope, never mind. I guess this was. Poorly thought out. Yeah. <laughs> Poorly thought out and executed. Yeah, I mean, you want people to stay home, and you're not going to let them get fucked up. Like that—that's yeah. uh, a recipe for disaster. Yep. You got to let them do what they're going to do. Exactly. But yeah, I've been—I've uh, been itching to to like get something to go because I've been holding off because I didn't want to spend too much money. I'm already doing like the extra. We're spending more getting groceries delivered and stuff. So there's already more money going into normal grocery trips mm-hmm. that I've been trying to avoid, you know, doing too much delivery, too much pickup orders for food and stuff. But I just, I broke down the other day. I had to get torches. It just, <laughs> it had to happen. But, uh, excuse me. Yeah. Other than that, honestly, I don't, I think that was the most exciting thing that happened this last week was that I got torches tacos. <laughs> it's just not a whole lot else happened. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, what about what we're playing, guys? I see some interesting things on the on the list today. Andrew actually wrote something down. Yeah. I well, I guess you wrote something down last week. It's 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 rare I see all three people wrote something down. Usually, somebody wants to leave it as a mystery. Uh, yeah. Uh, so today I decided to pick up. Uh, well, I saw that it was free on games. Well, actually, it was kind of a weird story. Not even a weird story. Uh, <laughs> whenever I woke up today. Um, on Instagram, I saw Kevin Smith post about like he made uh, a side scrolling uh, beat em up game, you know, like a Jay and Silent Bob mall something or other. 
I was like, uh-huh. oh, that seems interesting. I like Kevin Smith, so I'll go check it out on uh, on the Switch. And whenever I went to go check it out on the Switch, I was watching the video of it, of the trailer, and it was just like some 8-bit, old-school-style beat-em-up game. And I was like, mm, I'm not into it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but then I remember I, uh, I, I was just still in the... Uh, uh, mood for that kind of uh, style of gameplay and i remember the other day i saw that streets rage 4 uh is on free on games pass so uh i decided to pick up that or just download it on my computer why does say pick up um and it's fun uh it's just you know uh typical uh 2d side scrolling uh beat em up game and uh i don't know it's just uh <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Nothing wrong with a beat 'em up, dude. Yeah, you, you sound like you're ashamed to be playing a Streets of Rage game. It's like a classic franchise. <laughs> no, it's not that. I just uh, I like beat 'em ups. Beat 'em ups are dope. Finding... They haven't broken the mold. It's Streets of Rage Four. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, not a lot to say about it. I guess. <laughs> I, I guess so. Um, I I will say the one thing I really enjoy about it is the music is fantastic in it. It's just, just kind of like um, very synth heavy, but also jazzy at the same time. Well, that chick's hot. Would you say it's a? Uh, would you say it's vaporwave? You know, <laughs> I hate you, you know for saying I'm that, but yes, yeah, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah, Street Rage Four. I, I don't even think I heard too much about it, and it is all of a sudden it's out. Like I think the last game came, or Street Rage Three came out like the mid nineties. I think. Yeah, and just kind of an odd franchise to bring back artwork's kind of cool i like the artwork yeah it yeah, looks neat I, looks really neat it, it is uh really I, saw, I, pl- I recently played like 99 vitas which is just a small indie game it beat them up with yeah. like little powers and stuff uh this this is kind of right in my alley i mean i've got a couple free months of games pay <laughs> yeah you do is it a co-op like the others can we like log on and and do like online co-op with it uh oh, you know, i, I did not so. <laughs> I, didn't I know i would that, hope so but I, I would hope so as well yeah man maybe. interesting i might maybe. yeah we might have to maybe we do double that. check that yeah. yeah especially yeah everyone's got game pass now everybody's ethan's joined the party, party yeah I, I heard it got good reviews and stuff it's just uh yeah i hadn't even thought about picking it up but yeah if it's got co-op that might that, might, that sounds like a good old time hell yeah <laughs> ethan what about you you been playing anything uh, yeah, I was trying to, you know, break my way through Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, slowly. That was one of the things you you told me at 3 a.m. last night was you were going to finish it before the podcast today. Well, you know, things happen, and I didn't. I did one more boss. Uh, I did, you know, the bike part at the end, and then, you know, there's kind of a thing at the end, and I didn't get into that. Uh, so <laughs> I have, like, the last end of the, the game to finish. So. Mm-hmm. But you, you kind of were talking a little shit. Yeah, I'm I took not, it as you talking shit. I'm not shit. having. I'm not having a, a super enjoyable time anymore. Uh, a lot of the. Really? Just, a, I'm feeling very bogged down by certain things. Just it to me, it's like just unnecessary stuff that I was like, I would just rather this have not. Or I was wondering myself, why is this even here? A lot of the bosses just feel very spongy you know just just taking damage not really it's you know i just hit him with the same thing over and over again 
Uh, well, which boss are you talking about specifically? Because I will agree with you that the or chapter sixteen, the or motorcycle, 17. the uh, motorcycle boss fight sucks. Yeah, that one was. <laughs> I will not, say that that one was I, another one where I was just like, man, this is not uh, the the tentacle one. I think it was the the dream weaver or something from sixteen or seventeen. Uh, oh, I loved that fight, man. The tentacle thing just it just kept happening, and I I was just like, okay. I don't know. I, I'm not having a difficult time with it. Like that's not the issue. The materia uh, is really fun. I love to you know mix and match and you know kind of do different builds with everybody, especially when you get everybody at the end. But uh, some of those bosses, I was just like, okay, I'll just do this again and again. I'm surprised you didn't like because Genova's Dream is the name of the tentacle yeah, boss that you're talking yeah, about. That's right. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I actually thought that was a really cool. If not, like, it was weird how it gets placed and when it is, but it was also, I thought that was a cool little fight. I'm surprised that you were aggravated by that one. I think the just the multiple phases are kind of just a little, I don't know. It's, I honestly would, at this point, I'm almost finished with the game. Maybe the ending will turn it all around to me, but I think this is the wrong way to do like a remaster slash remake. And I think they should have just done a one-to-one, just make it look good. But that's just me. I don't know. I, I oof, You're crazy, man. I know, that doesn't make I any, know. That does not right. line up with that's, my feelings at all. That's crazy. I, you know, if, if Nomura wanted to do another Kingdom Hearts, he should have just done another Kingdom Hearts and left the that's ghosts. That's not what this is. And left the that's ghosts not what this is at all. You know, keep your face go, fake ghosts where you want them. Uh, but... I don't know, but that's okay. You know, I don't have to, I didn't really like, you know, I'm not super, super, super on board with the, the OG seven. It's still good. It's just, you know, I was never super on that. that Cause you've never even D. finished the first seven. Yeah. You get bored with yeah, seven. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I think maybe cause you're a fake gamer, bro. Think maybe seven just isn't the one for me, man. I, I I like my eight. I love my ten. I would I would marry. I would do dirty, naughty, awful things for ten. And see eight. Yeah. You always talk up eight, but then it has a remaster that you can purchase on PlayStation Four. But you didn't. It. You bought seven. No, I have. Oh, it. you have it. Yeah. Did you play it? No, not yet. I was trying to do seven first, and uh-huh. then the remake, and then all. The, but I've played and beaten eight before. Sure, but uh, I think when you go back and replay eight, your feelings might have changed a little bit. I mean, well, I didn't play it like when it originally you came get out. Seven, I played it, I played it uh, later on when they ported it, and it still looked kind of bad. Or yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. No, your one, uh, your one shit talking moment was the. So you didn't have any problem with the Rufus fight? <laughs> nope. Really? Nope. You you beat his little dog, and then you. Uh, you do stuff to him when he reloads and then he gets, he gets staggered and yeah. Oh, nope. Nothing. It just took me so long to get the timing, right? So also his dog constantly attacking and then Rufus getting his attacks off. And I have a very specific like setup for cloud that I feel uh, almost unstoppable at sometimes when I get my buffs up. So I don't know, maybe it's just that, but yeah, I was, uh, maybe the next boss will give me some trouble. Because it's a lot of phases. I saw that it was a lot of phases. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the the end of the game didn't give me any issue, but that Rufus fight, man, that was where 
that was definitely my point where like I hope there's nothing else like this afterwards because yeah. it was just it required so such a different tactic for me than what I usually use. It's hard being and by yourself. Like, I struggled for a while with the Rufus fight. I, I probably I think I died at least ten times wow. trying to yeah, no, I got him. yeah, trying to get through that. I got him first try, yeah. Damn. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, different play styles for sure, but I'm surprised at your complaint about phases and stuff. Like, I, I don't know. Like, do you want to just be able to whack him on, on the head a couple times and then move on with the story? Or? No, but and that's not, like, that's not what I want. I want it to feel like I'm not just... Uh, it, it just felt repetitive and not in, like, a clever way to make that tested me. I, I don't know. Maybe the hard mode is what I need. Maybe that's what... That's the... The missing component is that it's just yeah, it's just Mister Dark Souls over here. It's too easy for him. <laughs> but you want to take away my items? Like, come on! Oh, you don't need those items. This game's so easy, right? Uh, I mean, it's you got materia. <laughs> I would be interested in like an easy mode playthrough to see what it does to you. I think it just makes you strong, and the enemies take more damage, and that's that. Well, because it blocks and like something else for you, doesn't it? Classic mode it does, auto, yeah. Classic auto, you auto attack. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Easy mode, it's just you hit harder, they take uh, more damage. Okay, then yeah, classic mode was what I was thinking. But yeah, I mean still I'm still gonna finish it, you know, and I'm I'm still I have high hopes for later on, but I like the side quest. I mean, you're basically done if you've yeah. if you've done the No, I meant like for the future well, episodes. Yeah. Oh gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I mean yeah, if you didn't like where you, what you've done in the end game so far, yeah, I can only imagine you're going to hate the game by the end. Yeah, but yeah. which is sad because I, I, <laughs> it's not what I would have expected. Maybe, I, I really loved how they maybe did it. it'll turn it around. You never, you never know. No, I can already tell. I just just knowing what I know, you're going to throw a fit. <laughs> uh, Drew, you're still in chapter fourteen, right? The side quest chapter. Yeah, I, I haven't touched it before the end. Yeah, yeah. Well, any other any other games you guys want to talk about? I re-downloaded Salt and Sanctuary because it's, it's a fun little uh, Metroidvania thing. Yeah, 7 was too easy for you, so you thought you'd get something a little difficult? No, I mean, it is difficult, but it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a cute little, uh, little jumpy thing, you know? <laughs> cute little jumpy thing. <laughs> With blood. Yeah, I... Uh, been getting back into Persona 5 Royal. I know I said that last week. I don't remember I mentioned that I finally had caught back up to where I was before my huge mistake that I don't remember. Led, like leading right into Seven's remake. I don't know if you said it on like recording on the podcast or something, but I know you did mention that you caught back up to it. Yeah. And that you were making uh, actual progress now. Yeah, I'm about to start Futaba's Palace, which is a really good one. I like her <laughs> section of the story when she gets I'm- introduced. Yeah, that's my favorite part, too. Fuck you. Play Persona 5 Royal. <laughs> I will! Just beat 7 Remake, once, and then beat Red Dead Redemption, and then play Persona Army. 5. I'm gonna beat Red Dead. It's gonna happen. No, you're I don't not. Buy, I don't want to buy Persona 5 for you, because I know if I do, it'll just sit there. That's it's not, not an investment you made, I'll put it to so the you top. won't play it. I'll put it to the top of the list for you. Really? Yeah. Dude, what if you bought it for me for a computer, and that was the way you got me to play that? That's it's not a computer game. It's a PlayStation exclusive. Yep. Oh well, what's this thing even good for then? <laughs> Maybe I'll put the I'll put my money where my <laughs> mouth is, and I'll or you'll put your mouth where my money is. Ew. 
or, or your money where my mouth is. Maybe I'll pick up Persona 5 Royal and we'll see. Actually, you send me a screenshot after you beat the last boss of 7 Remake. And, uh, okay. I mean, I just took a I'll break. From, I took a break look. from it to like uh, play a couple rounds of Modern Warfare and get out some of my frustrations. Uh, uh, Warzone, still so good. <laughs> and then, yeah, I'm going to probably you know finish it tonight. Just slog through it. I hate saying that because Slug I like through I it. Like I know it. it's so enjoyable up into a certain point, and then it just got like uh, for me, like it just it felt like it hits this wall of okay, I guess I'll do that, or all right, that's a thing. It, it, I'm sorry, I want, I really, I wanted, I like. <laughs> I, I like do you it. feel guilty I do. that you don't like it enough? I do because I I enjoyed what was going on with the combat, and I I do still enjoy the combat. The VR missions and that stuff are actually like the Coliseum stuff. That that's actually kind of fun. But it's like when the bosses try to be like quote unquote clever or have like mechanics, they're just they're just bad. <sighs> You didn't like the data bosses in Kingdom Hearts 3 either, you fake yeah. gamer, bro. Well, don't give me a character that you haven't had me play for a long time for five minutes so I equip all this materia and then take her away five minutes later. So stupid. Oh, it's so fucking stupid. You need to anticipate. Oh, you need so to anticipate where the story is going to go. So stupid. Why that is one thing that does drive me crazy because they have a system in the game where in some of the cutscenes oh, you can so hold square to like open yes, the menu, but it's not for before all of the fight. It's only yeah, for they use it block. two times. The yes. whole fucking game. There's yes. two instances. Yes, really. Thank you. Yeah. God. Oh, and there are plenty of other occasions where I'm like, why didn't you do that for like every boss fight? Honestly, like uh, I don't know because like after you've done it once, it's like a big hey. By the way, a boss fight's gonna happen. And it's not no, even like, like, okay. You know, there could be a happy medium. You know, you can pull up the whole screen where everybody's up there and you can just switch materia around. You wouldn't even have to give us access to, like, all of our materia. Just give me the ones I have equipped and I can switch them. Just, like... Yeah. <clears throat> like you said, I I, Ugh, I really sorry. do like the idea of a materia loadout system yes. in, like, a future installment. I yes. do think that would be good. And, you know, it's so funny, too. People have talked about this and now I'm starting to think maybe this is what happens where, like, by the time the rest of these games are out, we're all going to be on next gen. They're going to have to remake Final Fantasy VII Remake yeah. once. <laughs> that is... <laughs> that is what night We're going to we're gonna remake the remake. It's just on the cusp of the This gym. is just going to go, like, into the vault of things that, like, we just ignore that didn't happen. Just like, oh, God. I don't think so. I think uh, overall yeah, it's been pretty widely critically like acclaimed. It. It's, it's pretty well received, yeah. But I, I'm just... I'm sorry. I'm in. I'm in another boat, and that's fine. I can be. You guys can have it. I'm happy. It's gonna be fine because we're gonna get remake two about halfway through next gen, and then we'll get remake three the gen after that. And so they'll go back and remake remake one to package with remake three, and then you've got the remake one plus three package, and then at the end of the gen they make like a collection. And then you get the remake of remake two, the re remake of remake one and three remastered. So the remaster, re-remake, um, and then 
Well, if I know them, it won't. The names won't be that simple. He's gonna have re. It won't be that simple. They won't be as like, simple as re re remake master. Yeah, it's gonna. You know, it's gonna be. He's gonna put numbers and and decimals and oh god. Advent reunion. He's gonna use Roman numerals because Roman nubial, numerals are fucking edgy. Do the definition of edgy, man. Makes my head hurt just thinking about it. <laughs> Well, let's soften up that head with a little bit of news. How's that sound, guys? Good. We we got a decent amount this week. We got uh, we had a decent amount last week. This first story, I've just been like slowly kind of piecing together, uh, <laughs> because there's just every day something new has come from it. So Nintendo recently suffered a massive data leak this past week with a dump of files appearing online. They contained everything from internal memos, presentations, and other documents to the full source code of the Wii operating system and its software development kit, and even full data sheets for every system component and Verilog, uh, a Verilog which is basically the blueprints of the console. Uh, so, so much is leaked that you could presumably, if you had the resources, back engineer, homebrew an entire Wii. <laughs> like, you could just... Like it, it, the oh, Verilog dude, the literally has like the the code. It's like some sort of uh, what is it, hardware language or whatever. That's like like so just electronic blueprints, basically. Uh, there's so much included in these leaks that people still haven't discovered everything included. And this is just the latest in a series of recent leaks suffered by Nintendo over the past few weeks, including the full source code and internal debug builds of Pokemon Blue and Yellow for Game Boy. Oh. Fuck an official yeah. in-house Game Boy emulator, internal lists of what? every piece of software ever created for a Nintendo platform, <laughs> including games that were never released or even officially announced, as well as the source code for the N64 and GameCube. Uh, the content found in this leak is incredibly confidential and offers an unprecedented look behind the curtain of such a massive company. So... There are things in here that are just mind-boggling to see. Like, one of them that I saw was, like, a list of the prices that Nintendo charges to publishers and game developers to, like, release cartridges. Uh, And these are, like, internal documents that literally just have confidential, like, it's from the FBI written all over them. Well, there's probably Uh, probably because there's non-disclosure agreements in place. Exactly, yeah. And, I mean, you don't want, like, someone like Sony or Xbox to, like, see these and, like, you know, start being like, oh, hey, well, we'll make it cheaper for you to publish on our platform or whatever. Or just, I'm sure there's all sorts of, again, like, reasons that you wouldn't want this stuff disclosed. Reasons it's breakdowns of like before, you know? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, I've never seen anything like this. Like, I, I could even throw this in Slack real quick if y'all scroll down a bit on I'll this page. There, but there's stuff like how much they charge per page of your instruction manual. Like, like, how much that's like weird it costs to print the game cartridge stuff. label. That, yeah, it's, it's like, that's how weird. deep it just, like, overarching yeah. these leaks are. Like, internal uh, slideshows of, like, how they were positioning themselves to developers to be like hey this is why you should make games on the nintendo ds and just like, like this is how much money you can make to- yeah one of these is literally like the notes of like what reggie is gonna say during his presentation 
like where they're talking about this stuff at E3. Like it's just the depth of content in this leak is mind boggling. And and like I said, they are, people are still going through it, trying to just like categorize everything. Like the amount of games that are in there too. Like there are like old in development Nintendo games that like never were released that now you can build them and run them on actual like Nintendo hardware. Give me that if you Kirby, have like a cartridge, give me that Kirby and Donkey Kong shit. I know well, one of them that leaked was like the build, the test build of Diddy Kong racing, oh, which never released. That's crazy. Like that was like for the N64 and yeah, like there's playable copies of it online. Now it's just, it's crazy how much was in here. And it's probably like that old, you know, when animal crossing was being developed for the N64 or that, Kirby All-Star Racing was originally came, came out for the N64. I mean, stuff like that could be in there. Like, because yeah. a lot of it, it's like under development code names and stuff. Yeah. So it's just like software Project that needs to be compiled and, and run wow. before you can even see what it actually is. Mm. But the stuff with the Wii is probably the craziest because literally it's, like I said, the blueprint for a Wii. Like, this is going to lead to like in a year like we bootleg consoles like popping up that are like made in China or something. Wait, who's like, the guy like, that mall... tried to make a, his own console? Soldier Boy. Does he know about this? <laughs> yeah, we're, <laughs> we're definitely getting the Soldier Boy Wii. No, Nintendo already sued him once. I don't think he's going to try that again. Well, this would be the perfect thing for him to do. <laughs> the Soldier Boy. No, even <laughs> though a lot of this stops at the Wii and 3DS, what's so interesting about it too is that Nintendo is really known for like kind of iterating on their hardware. Like the Wii U is basically a souped up Wii. Mm -hmm. The Switch is basically a, a souped up Wii U. So there's potential here that some of this stuff, specifically the Wii source code and everything, and like more of the hardware schematics and everything could allow exploits on current consoles and stuff to be found. But it's just, it's really just, like I said, the breadth of this leak is just really, really wild. And uh, I don't know if they found this person yet that leaked this latest one. I know the one that leaked the old uh, Pokemon builds with some Nintendo of America employee in California who's been arrested oh, since Pokemon then. Yellow. Shit. Oh, yeah, like this is some serious, like, oh, this is like espionage, man. This is corporate espionage. Like, mm -hmm. the, like the severity of this and... And it's just been like I didn't even realize some of these older Pokemon leaks had happened because this has all just been occurring over the last month, where it's just been like steady drip feed stuff to the point where we got like this mega dump that just happened. Wait, is this but, where I, like all the old Pokemon sprites like that have been unused and shit when I'm like beta? Is that where all this is coming from? Yeah, a lot of those are from some of these leaks. Yeah, people are, like ripping out like, all these debug leaks and stuff. I thought that was just like a guy doing his homework. That. What? No, yeah, <laughs> if you scroll down on that first page, yeah, there's like uh the 3DS Gen 7 builds of the debug builds where people are pulling like back sprites that were never used because they went a different way with the game or whatever. And mm. yeah, it's like I said, it, it's gonna be just YouTube fuel for like months from now. Like it, Unseen 64 is going to have a field day going through all of this like unused software and just lost source code and stuff. It's it's really a gold mine. It, it's like it one is horrible for Nintendo Two, This is right. like any enthusiast's dream. But it's also so much stuff yeah. that I would almost be scared to have some of this stuff on my hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so 
next, a surprisingly timed but completely unrelated development, according to its developer, is the release of a PC port of Super Mario 64. Thanks to a group of fans, the game has been reverse-engineered from the original N64 version and ported to DirectX 12, basically. So it's a version of the game that can run on your computer at high resolutions, like 4K or more, whatever. I'm sure it's not, it's not very graphically intensive, obviously. Uh, and it's even been coded in with like widescreen and ultra-widescreen support. Uh, the source code for the port was also released, so you can compile the game. You can compile the game yourself, or just download the executable, which comes in at around forty-five megabytes. So this is kind of <laughs> neat, just because there's such a big modding community. But it came out at such a poor time for this developer, because now there's people looking at him, like, thinking, uh, yeah. "Did you get the source code for this game somehow?" And that's how you ported it. But right. Apparently, well, there is this big community that's happened, been. Though? No, no, this, there's been a lot of reverse engineering going on for a long time because obviously Super Mario 64 is like one of the big, you know, speed running games that people are always looking for new methods to, to lower their times on these speed runs and stuff. And these are a lot of tools to try to reverse engineer the code and look for bugs. And this is part of that effort. Right. And then there's a big modding community around it too, where they're trying to do different things with it. But no, again, it was just unfortunately timed release. But it does not have anything to do with the Nintendo leaks. But still super cool that, yeah, you can install Super Mario 64, run it at like 7,000 frames per second, play it with an Xbox controller. Uh, no emulation is required for this version of the game. That's and crazy. it's only 45 megabytes, man. Yeah. People just don't make games like they used to. <laughs> yeah, I saw someone post it on Reddit and posting it on, on their uh, ultra-wide, and it was just, like, crazy. Yeah. And uh, Ethan, I think he talked about this last night or whatever, but... He's just like, yeah, I think I saw something about that. And it looks so good. It just looks shittier. <laughs> like, because it's so high res now that you can tell that it's not like, you can like it's really low res. Like how, the assets like, are bad. Yeah, you can just see how square the polygons are, like how sharp the corners are and shit. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the that's one thing we don't know. Always think about with like the old CRT televisions and the scan lines and stuff like all of that circles. really helps. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It all was just to hide how like not great some of this stuff looked. But uh, there are some interesting things with the port. Like I think somebody showed a clip of like uh, when you pull out the camera in certain boss fights and stuff. Like Mario doesn't change to his low poly uh, model anymore. Like he always stays like really high quality because obviously they don't need to <laughs> change it to the low quality version for performance reasons anymore. But still pretty interesting. Yeah, I want Super Mario 64 on my phone. <laughs> on my toaster. Next. Not on your toaster. Not everything can... Not Your toaster can't run this. This is the one thing we're not allowing on the toaster. Next up. Marty Stratton, the executive producer of Doom Eternal from id Software, posted an open letter to the Doom community on Reddit responding to the recent criticisms over the audio quality of the Doom Eternal soundtrack that was released to owners of the collector's edition of the game. We talked about this a little bit last week where immediately the internet jumped on Bethesda and we're just talking about how they must have screwed over Mick Gordon because uh, Mick didn't really help the situation any with his tweets that he was just like, I'm not going to, I'm probably not going to work with these guys anymore and noted that he only mixed some of the songs on the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. And basically last week, I think we all kind of came to the conclusion that it's probably less nefarious than that and that there were just business reasons why 
he wasn't able to work on the whole soundtrack. And that's basically what Marty ends up saying in this letter. You can find the full letter on Reddit if you just go to the Doom sub. The whole thing is there. He gets very detailed with timelines of exactly what happened. But the gist of it is this uh, quote here. Uh, quote, there's speculation and criticism around the fact that the game's talented and popular composer, Mick Gordon, edited and mixed only 12 of the 59 tracks on the soundtrack, the remainder being edited by our lead audio designer here at id. Some have suggested that we've been careless with or disrespectful of the game music. Others have speculated that Mick wasn't given the time or creative freedom to deliver something different or better. The fact is none of that is true, end quote. Uh, Stratton explains... I typed it wrong there. I was like, wait, have I been saying his name wrong the whole time? Uh, Stratton explains throughout the, the letter the deadlines and quotas for finalized tracks for the soundtrack were missed by composer Mick Gordon on multiple occasions. And as a backup, the studio had their lead audio designer create tracks based on the audio that Gordon had already delivered for use within the game. Its software went as far as to delay the release of the soundtrack for the collector's edition owners in order to afford Gordon more time to work on the music, but were eventually only given 12 finalized tracks of the 30 that Gordon had originally said that he would be able to produce given the additional time. Uh, Yeah, so I think basically it came down to what we said, that it was just, you know, when you're an artist and you're working within such a tight time frame, I think anyone who's ever done anything creative, like, knows... It doesn't always flow exactly the way you want it to as far as when you can give an estimate of when something's going to be done. Uh, He did deliver the 12 tracks that they originally contracted him for. I think they said something like he'd be getting a payment bonus depending on how many additional tracks he was able to deliver. Mm. And, yeah, I, I think it just time was made fools of them all and they had just had a contract in place as far as what they said they were going to sell and I know had, even in this letter, own, it says they had their own guy working on it, like simultaneously in case something went wrong. Yeah, basically as a backup in case well, because like, he, they said like you know wrong with for him. Well, so <laughs> basically the problem with the quality is just that uh, yeah, like yeah, obviously I the lead audio designer didn't do anything wrong. I know, but I he know, had said the letter. Wow, so rude. It's just a um, joke, man. Come on. No. <laughs> but uh, the gist of it just is that, like, they had... Because Mick had made the music for the game, obviously. Yes, yes. And it's special and yada, yada, yada. Well, just that, like, the when you make the tunes to fit into the game, they don't play as, like, a single song. Yeah. Like, depending on what you're doing, which level you are in, which door you walk through, the tunes have to all be able to, like, mix together on the fly. And so to cut it into an actual soundtrack requires like basically sitting down with all of these pieces that you've made and making like a coherent track out of it from, yeah, like you might have 15 seconds of metal music and then 10 seconds of something more melodic. Yeah. And you have to like actually go back and build a real music song out of it. A real music (laughs) song. Real music songs, man. (laughs) And so the lead audio designer, he just had like these, the game files basically it had to work from that whereas mick had the original source recordings because he made them mm-hmm. uh and yeah it just got to the point i think marty and it's something i hadn't even thought of he said in the letter was that like they couldn't push it too much further back because just delaying it they had all like it had bethesda had already opened themselves up to tons of litigation in countries like europe where there are just far different consumer protection uh rights 
over there and that like if you sell something as a pre-order and you list a bunch of contents that it comes with and any of that is not in there then you've got a bunch of people that can just demand a full refund and you have to do it according to the country's laws yeah and it's it's a lot different than here where we have a big note on the playstation store that said dude your purchase is final don't fucking call me okay if you hit that button i'm keeping your money that's it in europe that's very illegal you can't do that (laughs) so there's there's just a lot of red tape there and they so they were basically just like we have to have this guy working on the music because we have to deliver something at the end you see this and this is mine now (laughs) exactly like that's literally that's that's basically what it's like but now it's fine yeah you gave it to me we can't say what it is anymore but it's not that giving no up in here no backseats okay yeah so uh the, the letter felt very like honest and honestly a lot more forthcoming and transparent than probably anyone really deserved and marty basically just said i'm tired of reading y'all talk shit about my audio designer (laughs) like i need to clear the air and he he did like say he was a little disappointed that mick you know was very quick to say oh i didn't work on these songs but then didn't come to the defense of anybody and they have also confirmed that they will not be using mick gordon on the dlc for doom eternal so they'll have someone else composing the music for that but yeah, just kind of a shitty leaves a bad taste in your mouth overall because Mick Gordon's music is so so good. Uh, he did a great job on the first Doom. His music in Doom Eternal is really good. He worked on Prey with Bethesda as well. So, yeah, I I, I wish I knew what was going on with Mick to cause this whole situation, but I, I hope hope he's doing all right. Hope for the best for him. Yeah, anytime I think of Mick Gordon, I think back to like uh, I think it's the twenty sixteen. Uh, game awards whenever he came out to do uh, a live uh, concert of uh, the doom soundtrack and it's Uh, just like him on stage with a guitar running through the crowd and the crowd's just like not really moving around or anything i know i hate those game award concerts and stuff (laughs) because it's just like these people are not here for that Uh uh-huh and the, like the energy level is just so high when yeah you're playing rip and tear live right and he's just up there fucking shredding and you then you get that camera pan to a bunch of journalists that are just like dead in the face mm-hmm. so sad because <laughs> i remember watching that and be like oh my god this is fucking badass and then yeah it looks really goofy when they cut to those other people and i'm like oh I'm exactly the, I'm yeah <laughs> next up Dying Light 2 is a total mess, according to Techland employees interviewed by Polish outlet Polski Game Dev. The game, which was originally supposed to release in spring of 2020 and was delayed indefinitely, still doesn't have a clear gameplay loop or a finalized vertical slice, a level of the game meant to showcase what typical gameplay will look and feel like. Chris Avalone, who has written for games such as Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2, Fallout New Vegas and 2017's Prey is the lead writer and narrative designer on the project and has allegedly provided an interesting framework for the story, but its implementation into the game has led designers to dumb down quests, one source saying it doesn't fit the design of the game. The article also noted that other uh, over 50 employees have departed Techland over the past year, citing a toxic workplace environment and bad management. 
In response to the article, Techland has said, quote, at Techland, we work in, as a team and we grow as a team. We are proud that many of our employees have chosen to be with us for years. The mention article contains various opinions from both our employees and anonymous sources. Each opinion matters to us, so we are now carefully analyzing all the topics raised. When it comes to Dying Light 2, development is moving forward according to our internal schedule we revised at the beginning of the year. What a lame response. <laughs> it's like the most soft PR I've read in a long time. We're currently analyzing all of the topics raised. We, we are putting our, our public relations response algorithm into action, reading all of your tweets, and we will soon have a formula for a response that we can share with you Post haste. So this is a response about their response. That was my response. <laughs> the quote was from Techland, right? Responding to the article. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, this kind of sucks, dude. I know Drew, you and I have both been really looking forward to Dying Light Two. Yeah, we're both remember really you. bummed at I the don't delay. Even know who you are? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this does not inspire faith. Uh. Especially that they didn't come out and be like, like if CDPR had gotten this article, they would have been like, uh, no, you know, we have a great workplace environment. Like this, technically, didn't even deny any of it. They're <laughs> <laughs> just like, uh, your opinion matters to us. Yeah, it does. Uh, but one thing uh, that's kind of, uh, really shocking to me is like they still don't have a typical gameplay loop already. Yeah, exactly. Like, what happened to that fucking big E3? You remember when we were talking about how, like, from that demo we saw, the playable demo or whatever? Right. Like, this game's almost done. Yeah. This game's going to be coming out soon. Holy shit. Uh They've got this whole level, and they're like, oh, you know, there's two different things, and it changes the city this way or another. Uh I thought that was the vertical slice. And now they're saying the gameplay's not like that anymore? Like, yeah, what is this going to be now? Like, what am I going to get? Hands-on demos. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm so confused. And then when they say that some of the sources are saying that the story doesn't fit the game design. What? Yeah, what are they trying to pull? Design the the game around the story. But I don't understand. You hire this big-name narrative designer, and now you're like, oh, well, his story doesn't fit our game. Like, what? What does that even mean? I... I Nothing about this sounds good at all. And, and coupled with the fact that that response from Techland just is meaningless. They, they could have just said nothing. That's what they said anyway. So I, I I don't know that we get this game this year. I don't think we see anything else from it this year. No, and, and yeah, now I'm like, like I don't, what, what game are we going to get? I don't. Yeah, I, this is going to be like a New Mutants type of situation. This game is never going to come out. <laughs> well, dude, there's already because remember Techland, Techland, their first game, like what was basically like a, a spiritual prequel to Dying Light One, was Dead Island. Oh right. And Dead Island Two has been in development hell for what seems like a decade. Yeah, Dead that's Island. right because they announced uh, Dead Island. See, they did that really uh, cool trailer for it. I liked Dead Island. The guy for running like down the street. A week. Yeah, exactly. Dead Island seemed fun, and then you're like, okay, this is kind of boring. And then Dying Light made like, oh, this is what Dead Island wanted to be. Oh, wait, it like really expanded on all of that. Better Dead Island. Oh, dude, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, dude, Dying Light's awesome. (laughs) That's why like we've been so hyped for Dying Light too. And I put I keep putting off buying. (laughs) I keep putting off buying Dying Light one 
thinking the Dying Light 2 is right around the corner. <laughs> and now I'm looking at, like, maybe we don't even ever get this game. Like, I, I don't know. There's, like, a curse involved with this developer and just, like, this series that almost is just surprising they even got the first Dying Light out. But I, I don't know. I, I hope we hear something better about this. They, According to this, the development is moving forward according to our internal schedule. Like, I hope so. Uh but yeah, yeah like, this is not inspire fans at all. Yeah, exactly. That was the fanciest wordplay of the whole fucking response. I can't. The mentioned article contains various opinions. God damn. <laughs> uh, next, EA is jumping onto the free next gen upgrade train, according to an earnings call uh, this week with Electronic Arts COO Blake Jorgensen, who said that quote. The games we are launching for the current generation of consoles can also be upgraded for free for the next generation. Uh, specifics were not mentioned, so it's not clear if the game, this will be done through Microsoft's much-touted smart delivery program, an in-house upgrade program of some sort, or simply through software patching. Their method does seem a bit messy, however, as today, uh, after Madden 21's reveal on Inside Xbox, a press release specified, quote, to receive the offer, players must purchase... Madden NFL 21 on Xbox One by December 31st, 2020 and upgrade to Xbox Series X by March 31st, 2021. It remains to be seen if other EA titles will be handled the same way or if other publishers choose a similar limited time upgrade path for next generation owners. So, of course, EA had to go and fuck it up right away. Yeah. You got three months. Three months to buy yeah. it. To buy it. Well, yeah, three months to buy the console. Right. And then, uh, well, I guess, I mean, who knows? Madden NFL 21, I guess, probably comes out October, November. (laughs) I don't know if they've said. Right. I'm sure it's the same date it was last year. And so by the time, so let's say, you know, you wait until March. How many more months before Madden 22 comes out? Like you could just exactly. That's why I wonder why it even matters. Like, wait. And it, again, (laughs) it throws in the question how this smart delivery shit is even supposed to work. Because if it's just a patch, which is what I've assumed this whole time, is it's basically just another way to say, here's your PS4 Pro patch, or here's your Xbox One Edge patch. If it's just a patch, why does it matter how long it takes, like, when you get the patch? Like, or is it actually licensing a whole other copy of the game to your account? And then what happens if you bought it on disc? Does, is the Series X stuff not on the disc? Like, yeah, we need some I, clarification because it does raise it raises more questions than it answers because we don't have a lot of information. Exactly. Yeah, and there's still people online. I literally replied to somebody on Twitter earlier. I saw yeah. before I read this what I thought the fucking smart delivery was, and then he posted this where I'm like, wait, so smart delivery can have an end time frame? Yeah, like, I, 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 but is does that prove that it's something? That's as easy as them turning it off and on because you can put like a timeline on it. I think it's clearly that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then again, they didn't technically use the words for Madden NFL 21 smart delivery. Right. So it could be more like you remember the PS3, PS4 gen where EA was the same thing. It's like, hey, you buy Battlefield 4 on PS3. You've got a voucher in your box that says if you pay $10 with this code, then you get the PS4 copy mm-hmm. 
for X amount of months or whatever until we stop this program. This yeah, seems yeah. like it might be the same thing. It's just that now they're not saying you have to pay for that voucher. Also, when the, free, when the but, time frame does end, is it something that's like fifty nine ninety nine, or is it something that's as easy as like upgrade it for twenty dollars or nineteen ninety nine or something? Like, is it that exactly? And the way this is worded makes me think that it's yeah. Once that March like April first. April Fool's motherfucker, your game's sixty dollars now because you missed your upgrade path. Oh God, I'd, then, be, I'd be I'd be kind of mad. I, I, yeah, because now you're just buying the Xbox Series X version <laughs> specifically, I guess. And again, because I, I kept well, trying to visualize it in my head, where as a physical copy, you just have an Xbox disc. It just says Xbox on the front, and that means it works on all your Xboxes. Doesn't matter if it's Series X or Xbox One S or whatever. If it says Xbox, it works. That was my assumption. Now this is saying me that EA is going to specifically have an Xbox One copy on the shelf and an Xbox Series X copy. Technically, it could just say Xbox Series, and then I don't know. I don't know. But Xbox One X and One S are not part of the Xbox Series. I don't know. I guess, yeah. This even goes back to that dumbass point that you made a while ago when you were like, oh, Microsoft said it's just called Xbox now. I'm like, what do you mean it's just called Xbox? <laughs> they keep calling it Xbox Series X. No, 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 no. Microsoft said it's just Xbox. It's just Xbox. Like, who's that mean? This, it's Xbox. Mean? <laughs> this is this is the Series X. Those are the, uh, you know, I, I, it's, I don't know. It's like in their this effort the to streamline it. This is the Series X. This is the 360. Yeah. It, in their effort to streamline it, they've somehow managed to make it endlessly complicated. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it's not even Xbox that you, complicated it. They were going pretty strong in their direction. EA is the one that kind of was like through the monkey wrench in there. Well, I mean, <laughs> what people, they've tried to make it sound like, hey, there's a really easy way to do it. Yeah. But then they still, Microsoft has still not said what smart delivery is. That's true. You're right. We have As no far as like that. how it technically yeah. works. They've just said, it's like these magic words and it just means that you don't have to worry about it yeah, until exactly. you do it's because now this happened. A miracle solution that'll fix all your worries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I let's just, wait till I'm just Sony, gonna buy the copy that says PlayStation Five on let's it. Let's wait till Sony explains it when they release their stuff. Yeah, I know. One of the tweets was uh, that I saw was like, every time someone says smart delivery, I just think of this, and it's that classic E3 clip of Kaz Harai. I'm sorry, uh, of Shuhei Yoshida handing the copy of the PS4 game to the other guy like this is how we give our games over this is like why can't they just make it that simple why does it have to be oh you have smart delivery enabled and oh well some people have it and some people don't and make sure you do it by march 31st 2021 man and i don't know and again all of this for something that's not going to matter in two years because then everyone will be on the next gen consoles but it matters right so smart now. delivery won't be a thing anymore it matters right now because we don't know so everybody's grasping at every oh just <laughs> just be patient next just, up Wait. Yeah, be patient. Enjoy, Follow Ethan's mantra. Enjoy what you have. Your PS4 <laughs> isn't going to be around forever. <laughs> Trade her good now while you still can. Hug her. Hug her and hold her tight. Next up, Halo. The Master Chief Collection expands on PC again this month with the release of Halo 2 Anniversary, an update available on May 12th to owners on both Windows 10 Store and Steam. Huzzah! Halo 2. Cool. Woo. 
Yay. I think Halo 2 might be the only one I've never played the campaign for. Ooh, that's, I mean, Halo 2 is really pretty good. No, the yeah. campaign for Halo 2 is okay because that's the one where this is the first time where they split it between like where you're playing as Master Chief and uh, the Arbiter. I thought this one, yeah, I thought yeah, this, yeah. the story for, for, for 2 was really cool, but I like 3 also. I like 3. 3 is probably my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, this one, I'm excited for this update. I may finally sit down and actually play it because 2 is just the one I never got around to because I, I never had the original Xbox. And then I think it did get a Windows port at some point. But I don't know if I, I don't think I ever bothered with it like I did with the first Halo because it was just like, oh, Halo's on PC. I wonder if we can so co-op. So I, I definitely it. get that one. But what was that, Drew? I was saying, I wonder if we can co-op it. Oh, like, yeah, of course. Yeah, all the Halo games have uh, the four-player co-op. Well, yeah, but what I mean is, is like if we play online, like online co-op. Yeah, I don't see why it wouldn't work. It worked when we tried to play uh, Halo Reach. Oh yeah, that's well. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it should it should work the same way. This is just a port of the one that's already on the Xbox One. So like, and on Xbox One, it's online oh, four player right. co-op for everything. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, one thing I did notice though is that you can't buy this one individually on steam from what i can tell like uh reach you were able to buy for 10 bucks and then halo one i think you were able to buy for 10 bucks but this one it just links to a page that says like you have to have the master chief collection for 40 bucks to to get this so really they yeah they may or may not split that up again once this comes out but i I did peek at that because i I did want to check the steam page and see how all that was set up oh that's interesting again if you have game pass none of that matters to you you already get it Ethan. Huh? Huh? Play Halo with us. Okay. Okay. Next. This one I saw kind of last minute. Professional skateboarder Jason Dill, who I've never heard of before, but I don't do a lot of skateboarding, uh, started talking video games during his appearance on the Nine Club podcast earlier this week, where he said there's a new Tony Hawk Pro Skater game coming this year. Just after dropping that piece of news, Dill starts talking about getting a call around a year ago from EA about participating in a version of Skate 3 for mobile platforms. After asking what else they might be working on, the representative confirmed to him that they were only interested in this mobile release at this time. Dill talks about his response by saying, quote, Look, no big deal. No one wants your stupid mobile version of Skate 3. Make Skate fucking 4 already, because, like, just do it. Just make the games and participate again. You can't level it to the same numbers you get on other games. You do it for the cultural thing that pays you back later. And that's how fucking corporations can work if they play their cards right. And she wrote me back and basically said, well, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> so I wrote her back and said, well, have good, have a lot of luck on Need for Speed 29, and I won't be in your <laughs> stupid mobile game. <laughs> wow. Damn. So I enjoyed that response quite a bit. Yeah. But there's two little pieces of news that this guy dropped. That we're getting Tony Hawk sometime this year, cool. which I guess will probably be a lot talked about sometime in June, maybe July, whenever E3 would have been. Yeah, maybe it's Sony. Who knows? Uh, and then also that uh, apparently Skate Three is coming to mobile at some point. I don't even know what that looks like. I don't know what that means. Yeah, maybe uh, like a, a gyroscope Skate Three on your iPhone, I guess. Yeah, right. You have to like flip your phone to do a 360 or whatever yeah <laughs> throw your phone up in the air and hope you flipped it right do a kickflip yeah uh but that's cool that a new tony hawk game is coming out i wonder how 
they're going to innovate it or what style they're going to do, you know, because like with, I think it was with pro skater five, the one that, the one that was on the three sixty. Uh, no, five was the one that came out just a couple of years ago that bopped. Oh, it was like buggy as shit and got completely critically panned. Okay. Um, I think the last 360 one was what, like underground two or something. Or, uh, it's the one where they introduced like their own version of like skates, uh, uh, trick system where you could like zoom in on the board and use the analog sticks to control, uh, how to, uh, flip the board. Oh, that sucks. Was it, uh, let's see. Cause we got, uh, on the 360 was American wasteland was the first one. I think it was American wasteland. No, and then you had project eight and proving no. ground. It was it was it was Project Eight because American Wasteland was the one where it was the it was one of the first games to tout like this is a game with no loading screens, and it was uh, it, it the the levels were all intertwined, but it also had like a fast travel system. Uh huh. Um, I want to say it was Project Eight. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, because it said the levels are massive and amalgamation of just about every level in the early. Uh, pro skater games, the suburbia school, downtown, blah blah, yeah. are interconnected and part of the same town. Huh, interesting. Yeah, I think you might have guessed correctly with Project Eight. Um, yeah, Pro Skater Five bombed hardcore. That was the one. Robomoto made that one or something, and it was just. Let me see here. Five out of ten on Destructoid. Two out of ten from Edge. Three and a half out of ten from EGM. Six point five out of ten from Game Informer. Three out of ten GameSpot. Yeah, it was that was the one that like had too many loading screens. If I recall, I remember watching Giant Bomb try to play it, and it was just it was almost like Sonic two thousand six, where just like anything you tried to do would have this like two minute long loading screen, <laughs> and then it would glitch out all the time and have all sorts of issues. Uh, my worry is that they might try to do some again mobile thing or something. I almost I don't know if we're necessarily going to get a Pro Skater six, but at the same time. I know that I, I I can't remember when I read this or when I would have heard it, but I recall Tony Hawk himself being very disappointed in how five turned out. And that's why there's been kind of this like hiatus uh, since 2015. And maybe that means that when we see this, this is like a legit, maybe not even pro skater five, six or whatever in name, but that it's, it's going to be something worth playing because yeah, Pro Skate 5, it just looked like this low-budget, like, fuck you game to just kind of, like, make money off of it. Mm-hmm. And, like, these guys that are in the game, like, they're in it because they like to play these games. So I'm sure that they were not incredibly happy with how that one turned out. And especially someone like Tony Hawk, like, so much of his brand these days is those games. And the last thing you want for your brand is for people to remember you buy that shitty budget cash in that bombed everywhere. Like no one, no one liked it. No one bought it. So who knows? Also EA makes skate four fucking cowards. <laughs> God, I miss the skate game so much. I was never a fan of them. I like, uh, I love skate. Tony Hawk a bit more. Yeah. I mean, it was fun because you could go through either. It was just depending on what you want to play Gran Turismo today or you want to play Forza Horizon. Yeah, like one's point. arcade one's more sim. Mm-hmm. I just remember Skate 3. And Skate 3 was so cool because it had all those systems where you could like you could make your demo reels and stuff. to like rec- It had like that quick play or that recording system where you could go and like 
plan out your route and do all your tricks and like record it and share your clips online and stuff. And I remember that being one of the first like social interaction video kind of things where that was like a big deal like within that little community was seeing the different tricks people could do and like doing time trials and the score challenges and stuff. I was never that good at it, but it was always fun to like try to mimic them and like put your little clips up and share with your friends and stuff. Right. But that brings us to the final segment of this episode of Absent Minded Podcast, where we talk about uh, what Microsoft thought they were doing today. Um, they they started the first entry of what they're calling Xbox 2020 during today's Inside Xbox, where every month they're going to be doing a different showcase of uh, next generation games leading up to the launch of the Series X. They hyped this up in a big way. You uh, like? I, I thought they did. Well, I like. I understand. No, they they did. They, I understand. I'm trying to find the marketing words for it. Well, it was just all over Twitter. But I understand that this was only going to be third party games. I knew. Yeah, that. we knew that. I knew that going in. I was not. From what I understood, I was not overly hyped for the possibility of what could be there. But I felt very underwhelmed. There were a couple of standouts where I was like, oh, that looks cool. I might – I definitely kind of like like that. But for the most part, I was left – I would have rather slept in. Pretty underwhelmed. Well, here's, but here's the tweet they put out on May 6th. 10 a.m. is also not that bad. So the, the tagline they had on their tweet, their hype tweet on May 6th was, tomorrow changes the game. <laughs> This was uh, this is the first uh, reveal of next generation gameplay. Even though they had said this was going to be third party only, this is this was supposed to be the this is why you want a Series X this fall. At least the start of it. Like this was this was the way you you start the show, you know, you you drop the mic and you everybody Oh my god! And then they can't wait for the next one. I am dude. Less... Most of this was the thirty-second sizzle reel they slapped yeah, at the end of the I am, E3 press I am now. I am now not as excited for the next one, so I'm probably not going to watch the next one. And that's when they're going to, you know, blow their load, and nobody's going to be there because of how this one went. No, I think people will still be interested in the first party one because they we'll did say that see. like June is when they're going to do their first party games. Oh well, sure. That's, I guess that always brings everybody to the yard. But yeah, the, like those are hopefully. Yeah, yeah, I say hopefully the heavy hitters, right? Like they've got twelve studios now. A few of them we don't know what they're working on quite yet. We've seen a couple things like we know Hellblade Two is going to be a thing. We'll see a bigger look at the Halo Infinite, of, which they've been oddly quiet on. They did have like a little PowerPoint shot of. Uh, all the the studios that are developing for Xbox currently, and it was yeah. it was a lot. So you know, it is nice to know that there's, there's developers, there's stuff going in, you know, or going on in the works. But also that could mean you know very, very. I mean, ninety percent of those are making games for PlayStation as well. Yeah, exactly. It can mean <laughs> it, it's, it's just like a, hey, look at all the people that are making games yeah. for Series X. It's like okay, well, duh. Yeah, we know. Obviously, EA is making it. Obviously, Bungie's gonna patch destiny 2 to run on series x like people are working on games for sure yeah just I mean, but uh i think it's just the the selection that we got here 
didn't scream to me, dude, this is why you need a next gen system. No, not at all. Like, I, and I'm excited for some of these games. Like, some of these look great. Yeah. But, but the, none of them were like, this is, we're pushing the boat yeah, out to a point where, like, this couldn't them, work on current. Gen. A lot of them yeah. look like they could just, you know, run on my PS4, but it would make a loud noise like it does now. Most of them will. Like yeah. almost all of these are cross gen. I will say, I, I think two of them were. I was like, okay, it might struggle with that, but I don't know. Yeah. So let's do the rundown. They started off with a game called Bright Memory Infinite, mm-hmm. first person shooter with some sort of melee attack elements. So in the trailer, we see them using a sword at one point to block someone else who's attacking them with a sword kind of reminded me a lot of that game uh shadow warrior i don't know if you guys have played that a lot uh i haven't i don't have i'm not super familiar with it but i've played it it's it's the same thing it's like a fast-paced shooter but you also have two swords and like you can double jump and use your sword to like attack people i I remember uh because this was also uh on steam as well i think i remember watching youtube videos on this a while ago of this specific game, Bright Memory, yeah, uh-huh. you are correct because uh, this game released on Steam's early access, uh, I believe in 2019, with the tagline of it being episode one. So this was originally supposed to be an episodic game. Mm-hmm. Um, and this Me- Bright Memory Infinite is a remake of episode one, and then it's also going to be like a full-length version. I-, I believe someone came in and basically funded the rest of this development. Uh, they made a big deal... Well, maybe not in the presentation. I, I know they said at least something like in one of the inner between things about how this is being made by one person. It's not uh, the original episode one was made by a single person, mm-hmm. but Infinite he since had to hire more yeah. people because there was actually uh, some controversy where it was found out that he stole uh, assets of like in-game models and stuff and then modified them and without giving anybody credit and was discovered he said okay well i'll use some of the money i've made from episode one sales to hire an art designer (laughs) so he definitely has more people on his team now but overall uh what y'all think of the look of the game or or the the gameplay was this this get anybody excited um it looked looked, nice looked fun yeah Yeah. kind of interesting with the sword and uh being able to melee and block and stuff and Mm -hmm. this was one where i I thought maybe my console will struggle with it and that it looked it looked very next gen but it also that's just because you know next gen is everything looks really wet and (laughs) they pulled out all the next gen stops yeah Yeah, lots of bloom bright shiny things yeah a lot of rain Um, a lot of contrast because i thought the the psychokinetic like when he was throwing the crates or doing the you know making stuff like i thought that looked a little janky comparative to like what everything else looked like but episode one was pretty buggy allegedly uh i don't know we'll see in the future with a little more polish yeah to me this this kind of almost like what you were getting at it looked to be like a a paint by numbers what's the next gen game supposed to look like yeah it it looks Uh, very sticky (laughs) i i actually kind of eye rolled slash laughed out loud when the car pulls up at that one point in the trailer, where I was like, "What? This game has no idea what it wants to be." Like you're riding around, you're, doing the, you're shooting a bunch, and he's missing a lot of shots, but the enemies are going down. And then, oh, and I, I forgot I was like, about the car. It kind of looks like Killzone a little bit, and then yeah, yeah, he pulls out the sword, and I'm like, oh, "Okay, so now it's like this weird." He's doing like this like Mirror's Edge Titanfall kind of like parkouring and stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh and yeah, then, I forgot about the parkouring, the Titanfall. So I was like. 
Well, I, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, and then, yeah, then the sword fight part happens, and I'm like, okay, this kind of reminds me almost of that game Rise. But it was it less... was also a next. It was a launch title on Xbox One. It, sorry, it was less like sword play. It was more just like machete hack and slash. Like he was just exactly. Of... It was like, do you guard or do you slash? Yeah, and it's like those two abilities. Switching between with like the shotgun shooting, the yeah, shield but or breaking also you or whatever. Just shot them with your shotgun. Yeah, like I don't know. Yeah, and they had that grappling hook mechanic, which looked kind of cool. Yeah, I, I do like grappling hooks. It got points yeah, for that. Yeah, I'm a fan of grappling hooks. But it, then it, yeah, it opens up into this area where this like DeLorean <laughs> rides up. Oh, and then it then we're into yeah. this weird scripted car chase scene where it's like there's not anywhere for him to drive that isn't. Like the road is just so tight. Yeah, but and, everything looks like I could really tell good. I couldn't just like drive off a cliff if I did. It's not like open world all of a sudden. Yeah. It just, it, it just, it was one of those that felt super scripted for a, a gameplay trailer. Yeah, it was a different. quote gameplay trailer. Yeah, a lot of these trailers that were quote unquote like gameplay felt very edited with small snippets of shots of like standing gameplay and then you know other stuff. Oh boy, that's the theme of this whole thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Quote gameplay. <laughs> Air quote gameplay. Yeah. Like that. A lot of this was just like this is not what I thought I was promised. Yeah. <laughs> you don't you don't t- toss that word around and then be upset when I'm upset that that's not what I got. Oh god, yeah. The, our final game on this list was like probably the most yes, ridiculous example agree. of that. But mm-hmm. uh, next up, they showed off Dirt Five. Which of course is the latest entry in the Dirt series. Uh, Dirt appears to be a lot more arcadey and less sim-like. <laughs> the, the, it seems like they're kind of making a hard split now between what the Dirt series is going to be going forward, where Rally is going to be more of like your sim, like your Forza Motorsport, and the regular Dirt series will be more of like arcadey, uh, like a Horizon. Yeah, uh, it, it looked really pretty. Uh, nothing, still nothing about it that jumped out at me that said this is next gen. It just looked more like a really like a high settings PC build where it looked sharp. It looked like like pin sharp looking at the YouTube video. I definitely running it a full 4k on that one. Uh, it is confirmed that this game is going to be 4k 60 FPS in one mode. And then it will have another mode that, uh, they didn't say what resolution it would be, but a 120 FPS mode. So they are, this is the first game to confirm. Like we've got a hard 120 FPS locked mode that we're making, which is very impressive. Uh, there will be a uh, split screen uh, in what capacity that is going to be. Don't know. They didn't say if it was two or four or what. Uh, and then for one reason or another, Nolan North and Troy Baker are both involved as voice actors in this game. So get ready for a heavy cool. hitting dirt story. <laughs> At least it'll be well voice acted, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. You're, the clips that you yell it out your car window during a race or whatever. Yeah. What? Yeah. Just gravelly. Oh, yeah. Oh. Ellie. Ellie. Yeah. <laughs> Joel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It looks like dirt. I, I don't play a whole lot of these. Uh, the like series. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did keep pausing the video a lot to see if I could find any ray tracing, and I couldn't. I was because they all they had a section of the game that looked really good. The the part where it becomes night and they have like the lightning storm going on. The lightning looked great, but. I kept pausing to check like the reflections in the puddles and stuff to see if I, I could detect any kind of ray tracing, and I didn't see anything. Uh, 
I, I thought that was the point of showcasing like this muddy terrain and all this was that all those puddles were going to be where they had, you could clearly see like the cars reflecting in the right way. Yeah. Didn't pick up any of that, but it also makes sense that if they're shooting for 120 in FPS in one of these modes, that maybe race racing is off the table. But yeah, I mean, kind of hard to get. Uh, oh god, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to pull off the control level. Uh, reflections in the windows and stuff and in, in that frame rate for sure yeah. i'd be shocked if they they got anywhere close to that even on the 60 fps mode but uh next this was the first game that really piqued my interest a little bit yep uh it's called scorn the first person horror adventure game with a heavy and i mean heavy hr oh, geiger influence and was it ever yeah i thought it was like prometheus the game or I like thought it was some new be alien Tiger the game or HR <laughs> yeah, just called HR coming to Xbox Series X. Like uh this game will be launching on Game Pass or Game Pass and is an Xbox exclusive. This is not coming to PS4. Uh it is not a timed exclusive. The developer has confirmed that this is just going to Xbox. That's fine. Um, I'm ready for that. Maybe. <laughs> uh it is made by a small indie team. It was originally a Kickstarter project. That have been backed over there. Uh, there's some old alpha gameplay footage on YouTube from a build from 2018. And obviously it's been two years since then. It, it could be uh, spiffied up quite a bit now that maybe they're getting some Microsoft money to make this exclusive and everything. But from the trailer, I was expecting more like visual flair because like the trailer looks good. But I there, this is another one I'd... Like I'd be hard pressed to call this gameplay at all. Right. It was really just showing off like the environments and there was like a, I saw there was that they little... had a metal dick come. Oh god, yes, yeah, exactly. That was so <laughs> good though. Oh man, that's what I was. I like. know. I was like really surprised that they had the ball to do that. That's what and... I was like fucking sold. Yeah, the, uh, there's a lot. Of, the visuals look awesome. It's, like it's I, amazing. Yeah, it does look really cool. Uh, a lot of interesting stuff they could do with this. But then when I saw the alpha gameplay footage, I was kind of like, oh, man. like it, 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 it just looks like it might be a bit more janky in play. But it, it's not going to be like a combat-heavy game. There is like some sort of shooting involved, apparently. But no, uh, I don't know. Mostly probably going to be puzzles. That tries to freak you out. Yeah. It's going to be almost like a hell, uh, Hellblade. I hope so. That, that'd be I'm fine okay by me. I, I don't that, mind... Yeah. I don't mind combat light if and like more po- focused on just the exploration and the the puzzles and stuff. That's fine, but yeah, definitely the most visual interesting. But again, another one where I don't know how do you get the how do you call this a gameplay trailer when when I have no idea what the gameplay looks like after watching it. I, I don't know what I do. Well, in give this me game. give me a HUD something like I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, next we had Corvus or or Chorus. Couldn't tell because the the font yeah, was the clearly font, a V. The font was stupid. But then it yeah. said chorus.com or something at the bottom. I hate when they do that. I don't like that trend. Uh, Space Flight Combat Shooter launching in 2021. Uh, don't have a whole lot to say about this one. Another one that looked like pen sharp. It definitely it was. It's like fucking 4K for sure. Yeah, they had a weird some cool visual effects and stuff. Yeah. It's weird too because there's like some interesting cutscenes. Some of the colors, like the use of color, reminded me a lot of Control. Mm-hmm. Um, just like those deep reds and stuff, and the use of shadow. But the cutscenes, I don't see how that's going to fit into the gameplay. 
and I was kind of sad to see that like there doesn't seem to be like any on foot like third person gameplay of any type. Like you're, it's just the space flight stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll see what the like I said, kind of intriguing, but it's also one I feel like I'm gonna forget about this entirely, and I'm never gonna touch it. Uh, but if you're into the space flight stuff, I don't know. Maybe it's free. Maybe maybe try it out. Maybe. Next, uh, Madden NFL 21 had a little like retrospective trailer that was kind of cute, and I thought it was gonna end in like a showing like what's so different about this new one. And I think we got like 10 seconds of footage of whatever NFL 21 is going to be. And then that was it. And then it's just Patrick Mahomes yep. reminding you that Madden will come out this year mm-hmm. in case you were worried. Mm-hmm. So he looks good. He's looking great. <laughs> looking, yeah, I got to be honest. Tight. Whenever, uh, whenever this uh, trailer came on, I just skipped past it. I was like, I don't give two fucks about Madden. I mean, I don't either, but it was just, like I said, it was kind of cute seeing the retrospective, seeing, like, the old-ass, like, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, like, quality gameplay, and then seeing, like, the N64 one, and then, like, PS2, Xbox era, like, it was neat, and I I thought it was going to be, like, a way to be, like, like, explosively reveal, like, the story mode for this one, or, or, like, how, like, the new animation system or something. And then you graduate (laughs) Yeah, that would be a cool. Actually, I would play the hell out of that. Yeah, you literally start in like a minute as you play your seasons. The game gets like higher and higher fidelity. That's a good yeah. idea, Drew. You should make video games. <laughs> Next, Vampire: The Masquerade Bloodlines Two. Oh my god, I can't wait for this game. First person action RPG for people that haven't played the Bloodline or the the uh, Vampire games. Think Mass Effect meets Deus Ex. And that, like, you basically pick the background for your character at the beginning. You choose, like, kind of a faction that you end up being a part of. And then it's it's not quite immersive sim where it's, like, that detailed of a world. But it is, a, like, a lot of that kind of vibe as far as, like, you can eat certain NPCs and stuff. And you're, you're basically just a vampire. You're going around. You're doing sneaky things. People don't know that you're, like, this fucking blood-crazed monster kind of thing. A lot of room for like user creativity and stuff, and I thought this trailer looked really, really cool. But I've been reading some mixed things online. Uh, did this get this trailer get you guys enticed at all? It felt very. Um, yeah, this is one of the better looking games. What's that uh, showcased? What's that one like game where it was? It was very British in the trailer, and it was like the guy taking. We happy few. Yes, that that's what it felt like. And it, it looked interesting, but it was one of those things where it was like, what is gameplay? What is just a like This a actually thing. had a little gameplay. It like did, it, it, You saw your character first person running and jumping and doing like the attacking a little bit. But and, I felt like it was simply just like off set compared to like the video of the guy around the Christmas tree. Yeah, I will say I was really confused at the initial dance because I could have swore that was Jesse Eisenberg. I immediately thought it was Batman and <laughs> some sort of Batman. I game. went straight to like, Oh my God, this is Joker. This is, this is happening. And then I was, but that's my fault. You know? Nah. Yeah. I think Batman, the fidelity would just be like way higher. Cause this is, this definitely has like a very double a mm-hmm. looking feel to it. The oh, animations aren't the, like, isn't that the fucking 
quote from it. <laughs> I mean, the first one was very janky. Like, I'm, it's it's like kind of a cult classic. It didn't sell very well, but um, yeah, it's very jank. Very like it, the graphics are not the point of this. It's going to be the writing and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was excited to see this trailer just because it looks like it's coming along really well. Uh, and of course, this one's going to be on PlayStation as well, so you, this is not exclusive or anything. But yeah, Vampire the Masquerade, Bloodlines 2, look forward to it. Go watch that trailer, it's creepy. Next, another game that kind of stuck out to me is looking a cut above the rest. Uh, Call of the Sea, first-person adventure puzzle game. To me, it looked a lot like Mist meets The Witness. Coming to Game Pass, I believe it's launching on Game Pass. Um yeah, this was really cool. Starts off really colorful. You're walking through like this kind of forest and up onto a beach and stuff, and then it slowly starts getting like weirder and weirder, almost like some hollow earth kind of stuff maybe going on. It it definitely looks a tree. At the end of the trailer, I think you look down and you have like uh webbed hands and stuff. Oh yeah, like some like fucking Oh yeah. Like that uh Oh, what was that Guillermo del Toro movie that just came out I, a couple oh, years ago? Fuck, One fuck, best picture. Water. Um, Lady of the Water. The, the Shape of Water. Shape of Water. There we yeah, go. Yeah, I was like, I'm not a lizard dude from the Shape of Water. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you can tell from the key art that you're you're probably this woman. I think that's probably just a moment of the game where something weird happens. Yeah. But uh, this looks cool. This is one that like. It looked really pretty, but it's not obviously not like photorealistic. I think it's going to be using a lot of that like horsepower from the Xbox to to do stuff with like the lighting and maybe like the water simulations and everything. But uh, did did this guy this game strike you guys as, as special at all, or was this another one where you just kind of like glazed over, waiting for the next trailer? No, this is honestly, I, I totally glazed over it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this, this is like a Twitch watch for me, honestly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's funny you thought that you said if that because I thought that too. Honest. I was like, "Ooh, it looks like something I would play." So it looks like something Ethan would watch yeah, someone play, especially like, uh, like with the Witness or Firewatch. Great games in their own right, but also, I just you're not the type to go and spend that forty bucks on that game. Not necessarily to play through like one time and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like a replayability yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that that one definitely looked interesting. Again, it just it, this one looked like it was just different from everything else. Like it wasn't just oh yeah, here's your next gen game, here's your new racing game, blah blah blah. Uh, next, we saw the ascent, which started off looking real cool, and then I stopped caring. Uh, cyberpunk isometric action RPG twin stick shooter. What a mouthful that is. Uh, <laughs> the cutscenes in like the that first part. Looked really awesome. I started getting pretty excited what this was going to be. And then you see the gameplay, which credit to them, there was a lot of gameplay in this trailer. But uh, I just wasn't what you were about twin stick shooters. No, not at all. I would tell this should be a first person shooter. Like uh, cyberpunk esque, uh, you know, RPG. But yeah, as soon as it pulled out into twin stick shooters, I was like, "Mm, no. No thanks. Yeah. No thanks. Uh, Yeah, which is sad because it does look like a cool world. I like to look at the characters. I I said I was so into it, and I saw that format. I was like, fuck me. (laughs) More Game Pass trash. Yeah, yeah, not for me. Maybe they'll maybe they'll get enough like kickback from that. They're like, you know what? We're redoing our entire game. 
to make uh, absent-minded happy. We'll make it a third-person shooter. <laughs> Next, the medium. Now, this was another one that stuck out to me. This is one was looking pretty one. cool. Yeah, this one was, was third-person psychological horror. The music is by Silent, the Silent Hill uh, series composer. I forgot to write down his name, but he's worked on uh, most of the Silent Hill games. This is next-gen only, so this will not run on Xbox One or Xbox One X. It is exclusive to the Xbox Series X uh, and PC, of course, but not coming to PlayStation, and it is going to be on Game Pass. This looks super interesting. Another one where I'm hard-pressed to call it a gameplay trailer, but I'm in. uh, Something like... Really creepy. That stood out to me was like when it went all kind of uh, like desolate and dirt and whatever like it looked a lot like when constantine goes into the other side in the movie yeah and I, I well it made me think too just like that kind of vibe you get from like silent hill where you end up in that other yeah dimension yeah. or whatever it just it looked really nice i looked really neat and and, and spooky and ugh. but yeah kind of yeah I, i'm stoked for this yeah a lot of really interesting visuals going on uh just Reading that it's like psychological horror that gets me really excited. <laughs> I just I I eat that kind of shit up in video games. So yeah, this is another a surprising part of the showcase that kind of gave me hope for the rest of it, uh, potentially unduly. So because uh, the next two were just kind of eh. uh, we got Scarlet Nexus, and if you can't guess, that is an anime fuck looking game just from the name. Uh, action game with hack and slashing uh, and weird psychic powers looked to me a lot like Astral Chain but by Bandai Namco. I was into this until like the moment the main character spoke and was like my name is Protagonist. (laughs) I was into it so I saw his face. And I have psychic powers and I was like nope I'm out. (laughs) The dub was not good. I'm I'm surprised they led with that. Yeah. Yeah, It was... (laughs) I thought the same thing. First, I saw his face. Then he starts talking. Yeah. I'm like, God damn it! Bandai Namco, more weeb, uh, bad, bad weeb stuff. Because the enemy design looked kind of cool, like the monsters that looked like a like a bed of roses or Did something, it? and then like Did with weird, know? creepy feet. It looked kind of neat. It's a pot of flowers with feet. It was. A, it was <laughs> That's weird. It was literally a bouquet with legs. That is not no. Give me that weird shit. No. That Give was, me that weird shit. Me yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say this was their uh, this was their game they had to put here to be like, hey, look, Japanese developers work with us. Ugh. Wrong. Next way, up, wrong way to do it. yeah, they should have just stuck with the the one after this. Uh, next was Second Extinction, a three player co op first person shooter where you fight packs of dinosaurs. And from what it looked like, one specific pack of dinosaurs. Yeah, not a lot of enemy variation. Just one repeating Velociraptor. Just a different color, you know. I think I did see one T Rex at the very end. Yeah, yeah. They only showed just the Raptor thingies with the little tips on their heads. Yeah, does it look the most triple A for sure? This is a some sort of exclusive. It might just be a timed exclusive. I couldn't find any more information about that. yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of, like, Serious Sam meets Turok. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like, just that kind of, like, shooting and then 
the fact that there's dinosaurs involved just means <laughs> Turok, of course, because there's only like two dinosaur games. Uh, definitely, it's not it's no Dino Crisis, I'll tell you that. But yeah, this is just another okay. Okay, we got dinosaurs. If you like dinosaurs, check out Second Extinction. Next, this is kind of a surprise to see this in here. Uh, Yakuza Seven, like a dragon. Is going to be a Series X launch title, yep. and will be coming simultaneously to PC. So, and it looked- of course, this game has been out in uh, Japan since I want to say last January, but it might have been this January pretty, on uh, PlayStation Four. Yeah, so this is still this day. This is cool because Sega, obviously, they're still they've been doing a lot of push with getting Yakuza onto PC with uh, Zero. Kiwami 1, and I think Kiwami 2 coming soon, and then on the Xbox side, I believe all those games have also come over to Xbox. Uh, Yakuza 0 is on Game Pass. Basically, just they just need to get 3 through 5, re- those remasters that just came out on PS4, pop, on, pop that over to Xbox, and then eventually port six presumably but yeah this wasn't this is mostly just a surprise that they're pushing it as like oh it's going to launch at the same time as the series x i i wonder if that means we're also not getting the ps4 version until the series x and i gotta say also i just assume this also means there's a ps5 version or a patch of some sort because i'd be shocked if sega was just like no the patch is only going to be for xbox that'd just be weird and kind of counterintuitive their messaging but at least now we know we're getting Yakuza 7 in the fall, because up to this point we really didn't know when it was going to get localized for the West. And also, this one actually had gameplay. It was Just want to throw that one out there. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty we've recognizable. We've seen gameplay for it before, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Like I said, this game's out. Like We've we've known it's an RPG. We know we've... I mean, you can go watch full playthroughs online if you want to. Like It's it's out. It's, it's available. Yeah. It's just... Again, it's another one of those... This is what I... Th- like it was joking with Scarlet Nexus, but this is the big one where it's like this shows that they're working well with Japanese partners. It shows that Sega is keen on getting this series to more people now that it's sort of seen an explosion in popularity here uh, over the last couple of years. So this was the partnership that I wanted to see. I didn't necessarily care that the next random Bandai Namco action slasher was going to be here. With that terrible, terrible dub. Um, finally, what we all were here for, Assassin's Creed Valhalla's gameplay reveal. This is probably the next most hyped aspect of this show, next to the fact that everything we were going to see here was next-gen, but then it turned out it wasn't. Uh, this was not a gameplay reveal. Ubisoft managed to make a gameplay trailer that had no gameplay in it. I mean, like, so when I say shots of gameplay trailer, like, there's one moment where it's a character and he's standing, and I think it's a sunset, and the camera slightly pans, but it is literally two seconds, and then it cuts to something else. That, you could say that is gameplay trailer, or gameplay at the smallest core that, yes, you showed us two seconds of the game running, but that's not what I wanted, you know? Well, so I mean, technically the entire trailer was like that in-engine mm-hmm. 
quote unquote gameplay cinematic. Yeah. But it wasn't gameplay. Like, remember when they revealed when they were like, oh, the Xbox One X version of Assassin's Creed Odyssey? Sure. And they had like that 35 minute long demo. Yeah, exactly. There's um, no, there was no HUD. There was no like, uh, what characters talking in a little like sequence or whatever. Or Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought we were getting was, yeah, like some story yeah. stuff. Yeah, where they like the first time they showed off, oh, you get to make choices in your dialogue and mm-hmm. stuff and and doing a side quest or whatever. This is gameplay just in that, like, I'm sure this is how the cutscene will look like when it plays on my console when I play the yeah. game. Like, you could tell I was using the in-game character models and not like a CGI cinematic thing. But this was probably the most, like, the biggest slap in the face of the entire show. And if you don't believe me, you can look at the YouTube like to dislike ratio. It's bad. <laughs> it's <laughs> let me just see what it is now because uh, the whole conference uh, itself is sitting at uh, forty-one thousand likes, thirty-three thousand dislikes. I mean, it was literally except like- apparently. There was also a 10,000 dislike discrepancy where the numbers just disappeared. <laughs> uh, it, it and was, then on it the... Like, sorry, real, No, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, on the first look Xbox Series X gameplay trailer, 13,000 likes, 16,000 dislikes. And then specifically on the Assassin's Creed Valhalla first look gameplay trailer, uh, 4.8 thousand likes, 5.4 thousand dislikes. So pretty bad ratio yeah. on all of those. A lot of outrage. But uh, Ethan, what, what were you going to say? Uh, I kind of forgot, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is just kind of like the cherry on top of uh, just an overall just underwhelming conference. Like, I don't want to talk bad about any of the games, and that's not what I mean when I say that. Uh, especially because well, most of these will be coming to PlayStation, so it kind of cowering oh, to, no, to, to I, try I to remember. act like you're shitting on xbox what's up uh no i just it, it like we we spoke to this earlier about like the hype before it but ubisoft and some of their tweets led me to believe that i would see more because they were hyping up the fact that they were going to be here with gameplay and i uh, just why would you, yeah i mean at the end of the first trailer when they revealed it was the whole tune into xbox and say where we show gameplay yeah, and again just from like literally what they've done with the last two big games origins and odyssey like they showed so much gameplay it was almost like okay it's a little too much man i don't need to see like <laughs> you play like three hours of this fucking game yeah. and to go from that where it was like an in-depth you know you've got the do you want to watch it with commentary or no commentary and oh we're going to explain the rpg mechanics and everything to Here's what the boat's going to look like when it moves through the water in this in-game cinematic that we did. We promise it's an engine. It's not CGI. And I'm like, oh, my God. Man, a half for that. I even tuned in a little longer thinking, okay, well, this can't yeah, be like so the full trailer, right? Yeah. no. Like the, when, they, when the guy from Ubisoft starts talking, they're going to show like more like actual gameplay. He's going to walk us through no, yeah, the, only, like the gameplay loop and after, the settlement. After they got to Valhalla, it was I think it was like 33 minutes in they started right back at the top and started breaking down the games that they saw from the beginning and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I guess that's officially it. And I and like, it kept kind of going with more interviews and stuff, but the, the game, like the game play, whatever reveals was over. And I was like, that's it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, I just, 
just kind of a baffling setup for their marketing department overall, I think. Ubisoft specifically for Assassin's Creed, but also Xboxes for this showcase. Like, and I, it made me keep thinking of like Sony and the fact that like the last thing that we saw Sony do was Mark Cerny's tech dive into what the PS5 hardware was. And they literally posted a tweet that was just like, hey, we're doing a deep dive on PlayStation 5. Tune in this day. Yeah. There wasn't a bunch of hype tweets. And it is. There wasn't a bunch of, like, prepare your anus kind of motions and stuff. It was just, here's what it is. We're going to talk about PS5. And then what do they do? They just talk about PS5. And then the internet freaks out. Oh, my God. I can't believe you didn't show any games. Blah, blah, blah. They're like, well, we didn't say we were going to show any games. We said we were going to do a tech deep dive with the system architect. If you didn't think that was going to be a nerdy video, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. And then on the other side, you got Microsoft be like, dude, bring extra pants. <laughs> Everything is changing. And, it, you know, they got all this hype going into it with, all oh, they're technically a more powerful console than PlayStation 5. And, oh, they got swap delivery. Like, oh, dude, I don't have to pay for my games twice. And, dude, Game Pass is killing it. And, blah, blah, all the stuff, like, leading up to it. For this to be their next big, like, oh, here's our gameplay reveal. When the meme all generation has been like, ah, oh, no exclusives. Ah, uh, no reason to buy this console, blah, blah, blah. And I still just feel like we haven't gotten out of that yet. Like, I'll probably get a Series X at some point just because that's what I do. I, I buy these consoles. I want to have the hardware. I want to be able to play stuff on them. But nothing here is a layman said, dude, this, you're going to want to play Halo Infinite on this one. Like your your Xbox One X just won't cut it. You're gonna want to play Bloodlines Two on this one. Your Xbox One X just won't cut it. Ninety percent of this was like, this is gonna run just fine on my One X, man. Like, if you're worried about load times, I can pop in a solid state drive into that thing and cut those in half. Like now, I don't even I don't even need five hundred dollars to go do that. It's that's a hundred dollars. I can upgrade my Xbox One X and play the games with less loading times. I don't know. It's just. And buy a PS5. They were doing so good. They were doing so good. Yep, they had, they had like all the momentum. Yes, they had everyone's attention on a silver platter, and then they fucked up. We've been talking about that for months, man. Yep. They're like they are just setting themselves up for like such great success. But the execution, and, and this is what we see. It's just I don't know. Sad. I don't know what's going on over there, That's man. That's a shame. That's a shame. You think this is what Sony's been doing? They're just like, that's why they've been twiddling their thumbs. They're just like, they're going to fuck it up. <laughs> they're going to fuck this up so bad. They were just expecting this, and then some yeah, guy just like, like stood up and was like, I told you so. Yeah, two I days from now, you. we're going to get the date for Sony's event, and then it's going to be like, oh, shit. God damn. Oh, dude. shit. Dude, no, if, they, know, if dude. they like do an official announcement for their thing tomorrow where it's like, hey, this is when we're doing it, that would be... Fucking hilarious. 4D chess, man. I'm not going to say it's a five head. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, Drew, you've been kind of quiet. Are you sad because you already had yours pre-ordered and and now you don't know what you're going to play on it? Yeah, exactly. Now that after, uh, yeah, having it pre-ordered, I don't don't know what I'm going to do anymore. I'm sure Dirt 5 is going to be great, dude. (laughs) <laughs> Dirt Five, you know, I can just enjoy. Uh, how Baker often? Yeah, how often has Nolan North let us down? I think what's so wild too is that, like, sure, we do going in third party. This isn't going to be any first party things happening. I expected that. 
Yeah, even at a third party, I'm like, this is your whole lineup. Like I said at the beginning, like this was like your sizzle reel you cut together at the end and just like quickly flash a bunch of logos on screen so people know, oh, this one's coming to this console, this one's coming to this console. This was not like your 30, 40 minute showcase. Like the hype and the hype people gave themselves going into this. Even we caught a little bit. We were like, oh, maybe this is where we see Batman. Yeah. Maybe this is where we see the Harry Potter Elden RPG. Ring. Maybe Elden Ring. Yeah. Gets some, uh, like, what was going. I thinking? <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Even amongst third parties, God. they could have dropped some mega bombs. Dude, from software and- would never do that to Sony. They would. Why would I? <laughs> what was wrong with me? <laughs> they got you, man. Oh, they they slipped something into your into your is, PC this or is something. All the computer's fault. That's what it fucking is. This is your fault. It's all these fucking I'm Game not, Pass I'm advertisements. Not I'm not mad at you, baby. I take it back. I take it all back. <laughs> well, guys, I think that's all I got for you this week. Uh, um, any other final thoughts? Any other final observations? Plans for the week? I saw, Anything you got for me? I saw codes for, uh, what was it? The Wonderful 101? Uh-huh. Uh, started going out for backers today, and they can uh, play yep. They can play the game, which is kind of cool, because they got delayed. Uh, so now they got... Yeah, that was something I, I almost put on the news last week, but it ended up not, because, uh, yeah, the physical copies of that mm-hmm. got delayed a bit for obvious reasons. So they got steam Production delayed. issues, COVID-19, etc. Yeah. But uh, they did make it a point to say, yeah, the backers will get their digital codes. If you ask for a physical copy, we're going to give you a digital copy for free. Mm-hmm. Um, because they, the bummer was that just because of the way that this the logistics work is that the physical copies were delayed going to backers, but the retail ones were still getting produced. Mm-hmm. And oh, there's, yeah, yeah. there's no good way for them to go in and say, oh, okay, well, let's take the ones that we mend for retail and send those to the backers. Like, there's just no way for them to do all that. So the next best thing was, hey, yeah, you know what? We told you we were going to get to play the game. Here's a digital copy for now. And you don't even have to use it. Give it to your friend if you don't want it. But, yeah, like, at least cool. you're getting that. You will get your physical copy. Yeah, it was a nice thing for them to do. Mm-hmm. Especially, God, we just think a few months back to the clusterfuck that was Shinmu 3's Kickstarter <laughs> stuff where, like, people weren't getting special editions that they were promised and they weren't getting the Steam codes that they thought they were going to get because they made the deal with Epic Game Store and physical copies got delayed and weren't shipped when they were supposed to, blah, blah, blah. And the whole time they were just like, well... What are you going to do? It's Kickstarter. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you for bringing that up, though. That's, uh, that's good to include into this week's episode. Andrew, any final thoughts, observations, words of encouragement, plans for the week? Uh, I hope everyone is doing well. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Me too. Well, guys, this has been episode 49 of the Absent Podcast. I've been one of your hosts, Travis Stockton, at Ray Charles R. And with me, as always, on the other side of the internet is Andrew Crandall. Hey. <laughs> at Andrew Loves Video Games. And on the other, other side of the internet is Ethan Newbolt. You take care, you cool cats and kittens. At Souls Bjorn. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure you head on over to AbsentMindedPodcast.com, where you can always find the latest episodes of our main show, as well as our side series, absent-minded watches which i forgot to post about this week so that instagram post will be going up post haste or while you're over there you can leave us a voice message with a question comment 
or topic of discussion that we might play on the air or to donate $1, $5 or $10 via the listener support program. Or if you don't want your voice recorded, you can write into us at questions at absentmindedpodcast.com. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and like, subscribe, and share the show on your podcast platform of choice. Leaving reviews on iTunes is incredibly helpful in getting us into the ears of new, more people. And everyone, keep staying home. Keep staying safe. I know they're opening up the restaurants in some places. Don't do it. Okay? You can't trust these people to stick to 25%. You know how many stories I've heard already of packed restaurants? It's gross. Keep the curve down just just do take out go back up to go man do take out man but i mean honestly honestly if they're if they're letting people in their restaurant though maybe don't do takeout or to go from there maybe pick somebody yeah very true yeah maybe maybe don't go that one either maybe maybe just maybe look for a more empty parking lot yeah 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 all right guys that's all i got for you stay home stay safe don't touch your face wash your hands uh take showers do your hair wash your clothes And take care. Goodbye.